Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you and we thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I pray not on me, but all of you. I pray for your anointing. It is the anointing that makes the difference. Thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of your people so that they can know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, we talked about the will of God, and we talked about the three wills, the will of Satan, the will of God, and the will of humanity. The will of humanity will always have to submit to either the will of God or the will of Satan. We're going to dive right into this word about the will of God. This is a part two. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, let's go over there. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, talks about the will of God. And last week we talked about how you can't know this will without, with an unrenewed mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Without a re- unrenewed, with, uh, without a renewed mind, you cannot know and walk in the will of God. The scripture tells us, do not, I'm reading out, of, I'm quoting out of the J.B. J. Phillips translation. Do not allow the spirit of the age to squeeze you into its mold. That's, that's what it means to not be conformed to this world. Creating a different culture, embracing the culture of the kingdom, having a kingdom mindset, having a heavenly mindset. I know some say to be heavenly minded is to be no earthly good, but I want to say the opposite. To be heavenly minded is to be earthly good. What people mean is to not to be flaky minded. There's some flaky people, even flaky Christians. And we want to be kingdom people, kingdom living, living out the kingdom every single day. That's what our church is about. While we exist, living out this this kingdom. The will of God is so important. We need to dedicate and commit ourselves to the will of God. Whatever the will of God is, whatever we find in the scriptures, we'll obey it. That's the will of God. And whatever he speaks to us by his spirit, that's the will of God. Your will of God is for those who are married to to be committed to one another, to love the husbands, is to love his wife as Christ loves the church. Wives are to submit to their own husbands as unto the Lord. Children are to obey their parents in the Lord. This is the will of God. Fathers and mothers are to train their child in the way that they should go. When they're old, they will not depart. It is the will of God for every parent to disciple their children, to teach them the ways of God. Even if it's just 15 minutes a day of you getting a passage of scripture, reading to them and praying with them, laying hands on them, speaking the word of God over them. I tell my boys, you'll never see the inside of a prison. You'll never know a hospital outside of your, your wives having babies. You're only, you're marry a godly woman, a woman who will support you, a woman that you will love. You'll never, you'll never um, be without favor 
I'll never be without money. I, I declare these things over my children. And you too, that's part of the will of God to train them in the way that they should go. The will of God. And, and we stopped at Matthew 6, 33. A, a, a familiar passage of scripture. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. That means put first things first. If you're going to do the will of God, you got to put his will first. If it means not marrying that person because that's not the will of God, you're going to put that first. Now, if you're already married, <laughs> don't, don't pull that, that, that card on me. Oh, it's not the will of God for us to be together. We, we, may, we married outside of the will of God. It's too late now because the Bible addresses that situation. If you're married to somebody, you need to do right by them. <laughs> so, so we, we're not going to pull that on it. But I'm telling you, it's the will of God for you to be faithful, for you to seek the f- first the kingdom of God. When we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about the rule of God, the reign of God, the dominion of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek his purpose. Seek his will. Go hard after the will of God. Jesus is the perfect example of the will of God. So go in that same book, Matthew, Matthew chapter 26. We're going to look at Jesus right before he goes to the cross and how he prayed the will of God out and how he committed himself to that will. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. I'm reading out of the ESV. It says, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here where I go there and pray. Taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Notice that Jesus prayed. If Jesus had to pray while he was on the earth, how much more do we have to pray? And we're told from Hebrews that Jesus is even, even interceding on our behalf. So we should be people of prayer. Verse 38, then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. Going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, so could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, he came and found them sleeping and for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Here we see the master Praying for the will of God. It was the will of God for him to go to the cross. And he's praying, Lord, if it's another way, I don't want to drink the wrath, the cup of your wrath. Is there another way for your will to be done? And then he turned around and submitted. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, don't let, you, don't let my will to be done but let your will be done. He prayed for the will of God. How many of us are praying for that will, even if it means that God says no to that job that we want or no to the multiple kids that you want to have or no to that business or no to what you think God's called you to in ministry? Are you willing to hear the no? 
Are you willing to hear something other than what you desire? Most of us love God when he does things according to our will. <laughs> we love when he answers those prayers. But what if the Lord tells you no? One time I was at a camp retreat. Um, I wasn't the youth pastor or anything, but I knew that God's will was for these kids to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I was praying for God to use me. And the Spirit of the Lord says, are you okay if someone else gets used in this way and not you? Of course, it hurt my little feelings. I said, of course it's so. You're the Lord. <laughs> so I said, Lord, let the next speaker that comes up, may he be anointed and be used by God to lead these kids into the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the Bible evidence of speaking in tongues. And that happened just like I prayed. The speaker got up and he talked about the Holy Spirit and he prayed for about hundreds of kids. They all start speaking in tongues and land on this dirty floor, speaking in tongues and crying. And yet my selfish desire was for God to use me. And God told me no in so many words and told me to pray for the next speaker for God to use him. Are you willing and open for God to use somebody else when you want to be used? Perhaps it's a, 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 a relative or a friend that you want to be a witness to, and God tells you, no, you just pray for them. I'm going to send somebody else. You pray that I send somebody else. God has a way of leading us in ways that we don't necessarily always agree with, the will of God. The will of God is not always easily um, received or easy on our flesh. There's sometimes that you have to struggle with the will of God, even as Jesus did. He was in that garden struggling concerning the will of God. I want to show from scriptures, some scriptures dealing with the will of God. So go with me to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. We're talking about the will of God. The will of God is so precious. And the thing about it is, Today, you can do the will of God, but if you don't do it for this day, you can never go back and do, do that day over again. So you can only do the will of God for that day, <laughs> you know, and, and, and we, we have to understand the will of God for that day. What is the will of God for today? Learn how to discern the will of God for the day. What is that will? Well, first find scriptures, study the scriptures, understand the will of God in the word, written word of God, and then pray in a way Pray yourself into the will of God. Pray yourself to an understanding or a place of revelation that you know the will of God. You know what God wants you to do. There's certain things I know when I go to pray for the will of God concerning the sermon, I just know in my spirit which direction to go. You too can know the direction of the spirit. John chapter 4 verse 34. John chapter 4 verse 34 says this, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of, God, of him who sent me and to accomplish his will. My food is to do his will or to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his will. Here the disciples were going, they went to go get some food and brought the food back and, and, and Jesus says, well my food or my greatest enjoyment is to do the will of God. Are you enjoying the will of God? Some people act like the will of God is the hardest thing on earth. But it's really harder to not do the will of God. It's like, as, as Kenneth E. Hagin says, said, he says, it's like taking a shower with your socks on. It's just out of place. That's how it is when we're out of the will of God. 
It's just, it's out of sync. There's something about it. You just know it. When I was working for Budweiser, I knew it wasn't the will of God for my life. I was miserable. Even though it was a great job, great opportunity, I just, I felt out of place. Out of place. And, and you just know it. You, you can't wrap your mind around it. Anybody in their right mind will want this job and make this money. But I just knew it. When I was working at Enterprise, I knew that that wasn't the will of God for my life. When, when I was at the college, it was a little bit of the will of God, but it, it wasn't, I just, I was out of sync. I knew God had called me to ministry. God, had, God wanted me to trust him and to give myself over to this call and to study the scriptures and, and to go to school and to learn more about the Bible so I can be a faithful teacher of the word and a faithful pastor. That was, that's the will of God for my life. I, you know the will. It's not so much us. It's hard for us to discern the will. Sometimes what it is is it's hard for us to execute the will. We know what God wants us to do. We know God wants us to stop cussing. We know God wants us to stop eating certain foods. We know God wants us to exercise. We know God wants us to stop looking at movies that got the F words in or promoting same-sex agenda. We know it's the will of God for us to turn that Netflix off and turn on pure flesh. We, you know, I'm, just, I'm just giving you some examples. I'm not here to condemn you, but I'm saying you know the will of God. So therefore, you need to do it. You need to submit to it and you need to pray after you need to go after. And you know, it's the will of God for you husbands to speak well of your wives. And even when they're wrong, to love them and to cover them. Are you the covering that God called you to be for your wife? And wives, it is the will of God for you to submit to your husbands and, and, and to honor them and to respect them. And you may not necessarily agree with them and you don't have to do everything they're telling you to do. The Bible doesn't say wives to obey their husbands, but to honor them and to respect and to honor. And, and husbands, God didn't call you to, to dominate your wife, but he called that wife to be by your side and not under your feet. That is the will of God. Children, it's for, for, for the will of God for every parent to raise their children up in the ways of God. You know whether or not that iPad or that smartphone is raising your kid or whether or not you are. YouTube kids could, could be a blessing and yet it could be a curse. What are you doing? Make that job. You know it's the will of God for you to be faithful. Even in that job that you, you know is not God's perfect plan for your life. But are you faithful? Are you faithful to that? John chapter 5, verse 30. John chapter 5, verse 30 says this. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Here's Jesus seeking the will of God. Are you seeking the will of God? Are you going after that will? Are you pursuing the will of God? Are you in the scriptures? Are you in prayer? I'm not talking about somebody who's a monk or a nun, but someone who's dedicated and committed, whether it's 20 or 30 minutes a day praying, whether it's 20 or 30 minutes of reading the, the, the scriptures and praising God and being faithful at your local church. Are you going after his will? Don't tell me you're after his will and you're looking at, you've been watching Netflix for eight hours every day. <laughs> You know, that, that's not God's will. Wasted time. I'm not saying you can't been watch. I've been watch. I, I, I look at Netflix <laughs> and I look at other shows. I'm not saying you can do that. You can't do that. What I'm saying to you is that the will of God should be greater and whatever that will is. The will of God may be for you to go on a fast. 
for you to deny yourself. Turn that food, turn that plate over and, and, and spend some time in prayer. That will of God is for you to witness and to share the light of love. Instead of chopping up with your friends about what's going on in the workplace, tell them about Jesus. Look for opportunities to share Jesus. They're more apt to receive from you because they know you than from a stranger. John chapter 6. Let's go to John chapter 6 and let's look at verses 38 through 40. John chapter 6, verse 38 through 40. John chapter 6, verse 38 through 40 says this, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me. I shall lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks on the Son believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Here again, reiterating the will of God. I'm not sent to do my own. That's the way that we're called to live. Let's go to Act, John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 17. John chapter 7, verse 17 says, if, anyone, if, any's, if anyone's will is to do his will, he will not, who would know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on my own authority. Is it your will to do his will? Let's do last one. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. My time is getting away from us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to start with this last scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And let's look at verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 says this. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is the will of God for you and I to give thanks. I'm going to end on that note. I want you to cultivate the will of God in your life. Pursue it, and we'll do a part three next time. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.